Hello there, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm Victoria, and I'm so happy that you're here. Today, we'll conclude the three-part series entitled, Our Souls Have No Color, Examine, Educate, and Engage. Be sure to snag the free six-page study guide for the series. You can view or download and print it. The link is in the show notes. But first, I hope you've visited my website and blog, victoriadwalker.com, to opt in to receive news and updates from my Start with a Grateful Heart ministry. Also, if you use Facebook, you may be interested in our faith-based private group called Choose to Think. I'd love to have you there. And finally, it would mean so much to me if you would share your favorite podcast episode with a friend on social media like Instagram or Facebook. Be sure to tag me when you do. And now, on with the show. Part 3, Engage. And this is where the rubber meets the road, where our faith and our actions work side by side, or at least they're in the same ballpark. Now, given that we are examining our hearts often and attempting to become better informed about the issues surrounding racism, are there things we can actually do? Yep. And in my journey, I've made a sweet 16 list of can-do action items that I'm hoping to implement in my quest to engage. Remember to snag your PDF where you can follow along and take notes about these practical application items. Now, why do we engage? Because love is a verb, and because others might see our good deeds and glorify the Father. There are a whole lot of other isms listed in the Bible. Let me give you just a few paraphrased. We love one another because we were first loved. We're to be kind and tenderhearted, forgiving because we have been forgiven. We treat others the way we would like to be treated. If we love God, we must certainly love our neighbors. We're to look to the interests of them. And we're also to live peaceably with everyone. Everything we do should be done in love. Now, this C.S. Lewis quote really sums up our charge as Christians to esteem others more highly than ourselves, to honor, respect, and revere others. Quote, The load or weight or burden of my neighbor's glory should be laid daily on my back, a load so heavy that only humility can carry it, and the backs of the proud will be broken. End quote. Now, what I think he's saying here in part is that we are responsible for uplifting our neighbor from our position of utter humility. And this charge isn't for our white neighbors or English speaking neighbors or rich neighbors or well educated neighbors. It's basically anybody other than ourselves. Can we do this? Again, the burden of my neighbor's glory should be laid daily on my back a load so heavy that only humility can carry it. So I asked myself, how can I engage myself, my family, my community, my culture for good and for God? And I'm going to share 16 ideas or action items that offered me a starting point. Maybe you're not comfortable with all of them, but I would challenge you just to choose one or two of them to execute. Now, warning, I am not sharing these action items, many of which I've actually already done, to point the light on me or my family. I've tried to come up with as many practical examples that I can that might better illustrate how we can engage and continue to engage. The heart of my ministry is to point others to God, not to me. 
because my ministry does have a face, I'm hopeful that through my transparency about my life, I actually grow smaller and God gets bigger on the radar. I'm ever mindful that I'm working with God and that he alone deserves all the glory. And there's one more disclaimer. I know you probably don't have a lot of time. Isn't that a roadblock for most of us? When it comes to philanthropy and service to others, it's my opinion that it's okay to double dip. It's probably even wise. You probably know that I homeschooled my kiddos for 19 years. At the same time, I had to work. I picked my commitments very carefully those years. There was only so much of me to go around, and I made a habit of teaching classes at our local homeschooling co-op co-op that my own children needed. That's what I mean by double dipping. As a mom, I needed my investment to be a direct hit to the objectives we had with homeschooling. Was this selfish? I think not. It helped me survive. I knew that I wanted my kids to learn and I invited others into our game plan. As you hear my sweet 16 list, Choose those action items that are a bit easier for you to incorporate into your busy day. And I promise you will be blessed beyond measure. And one final side note, it's not that our good deeds are the essence of what puts us in good standing with our Heavenly Father. In other words, we don't work to earn His approval and love. We already have it. Indeed, God even reminds us that our very best work is like filthy rags. But at the same time, God does call us to put our living faith into action. And there's tremendous blessing in being obedient and in serving others. Even Jesus said it's more blessed to give than receive. And I have to trust God to lead me in all of this. He won't steer me in the wrong direction. And if I do get off course, he'll let me know. Okay, on with it. Number one, I pray regularly about this topic of racism with the hope of examining my beliefs and biases. I ask God to reveal to me if there's any offensive way or thoughts in me. I found that this is in general a good way to start each day, no matter the topic. Number two, I watch my words because I realize that the words I say are powerful to build up or tear down. I personally avoid making racist jokes. I've also begun to label everybody else as my quote, neighbor. And when I do that, suddenly I'm reminded of those other isms. When I notice a discriminatory or bias-filled thought run across my mind, I take it captive, dismiss it, and replace it with God's truth, reminding myself that my neighbor bears the image of God and that Christ gave his life for them as he did for me. I want to leave all the judging to God. Number three, I asked myself, what was one thing that I wanted to learn more about that was a bit troubling to me or something I felt like I didn't know much about? So recently, I chose to learn more about our prison system, sentencing and reformation. A friend had sent me the link to an organization called Prison Fellowship, and I've committed to completing their course called Outrageous Justice. It's free, and it comes with a guide and really interesting videos, which are so insightful. And you can complete on your own the entire course, or you can do it with a group. If you've not heard of this organization, Prison Fellowship, you may have heard of Chuck Colson or the Angel Tree Initiative. Check them out. The links for this tip as well as all the others are in the show notes. Number four, I tried to continue my education via, quote, entertainment options. You'll recall that the educate step of this series emphasized empathy and was loaded with to-do action items. 
I broaden my select media, like movies, shows, books, YouTube channels, to help me in my educational quest and to keep my heart sensitive to current events and societal issues. Number five, simply dialoguing with others, talking with my friends, my family about my understandings and beliefs beliefs have has really helped me a lot. Discussing these issues should not be taboo. I've linked hands with a few friends to help me go through these things together. Number six, I expanded my social media following to be inclusive and diverse with an intent to learn, to listen, and to understand. I've joined a few groups online strictly to listen in, kind of just around the corner. I stand around the corner just with my hand on my ear to see what's being said or opined. I'm not doing it to chime in myself. This expansion also allows me to amplify the voices of folks who are underrepresented in in this way. Perhaps as I'm scrolling through, I see an image or a quote that really resonates, and I can share that on my feed. On my blog, for example, Start with a Grateful Heart, I can try to choose a variety of photographs to represent different races, not just to appeal to a wider audience, perhaps, but to shed the light at a different angle. Even here on the podcast, on the podcast. I'm committed to seeking a wide variety of mostly Christian guests because that's my firm launch pad, but with different backgrounds, experiences, and cultural awareness. People are plain fascinating to me. Number seven, I seek out organizations that deal with these issues and they're lined up with God's truths. I support them with my time and sometimes my money. You'll remember from the Educate episode how I lean on the heavies to help me a bit. There are a few ministries I patronize, and I kind of count on them to do some of the grunt work for me when it comes to such important and sticky social issues. Now, before we go on, let's take a quick break from our sponsors. Let's carry on with my Sweet 16 list of action items that we can take in our attempt to engage ourselves personally, our families, our communities, our culture, for God and for good. Number eight, I try to make sure, and I tried as as I was raising my children, and certainly now with my grandchildren, I try to make sure that they're exposed to peers of varying races, ethnicities, and countries. This one is kind of easy for me because I really love to study varying cultures and peoples. I love to travel and to explore and try new things. I try to celebrate cultural diversity in God's creation and of the humankind while maintaining Christian values. Ages ago, we signed my daughter up for T-ball when she was about six, and we had no idea that she would be placed on an all-black, mainly boys team. We didn't pull her off or attempt to change teams. This was just a bonus as far as we were concerned. But can you imagine the message we would have sent to our children if we had changed teams? Our children were watching us, and you know they would have taken our cues. It's relatively easy and inexpensive to provide toys, books, and maybe even dolls for our kids that represent different races and ethnicities. More recently, we adopted an international university student who ended up living with us on and off for about five years. All this to say, let your family members see you leveling the playing field here. 
Number nine, does your heart long to put your compassion to work kind of like mine does sometimes? If so, study refugee causes. When my youngest was in high school, we both volunteered with Kentucky Refugee Ministries as English tutors. We were blessed beyond imagination to teach English for about a year to two young men. One was from Iraq and the other from Iran. One afternoon, even, we grocery shopped with one of them, and he came to our house and cooked us an authentic, delicious Iraqi dinner. This was awesome. It was so much fun. Now, number 10, speaking of food, here's something else I had fun doing with my kids. We traveled around the globe via our taste buds. I have really fond memories of even a co-op that we participated in with six other families called Around the World in Seven Days. And each family was assigned a continent to study and kind of to present and to quote teach about. And we all came together to focus on that continent. We did that every Friday um, for seven Fridays in a row. It was just wonderful. Now, did you know that there's this place in Cincinnati called Jungle Gyms International Market? You can actually take a field trip there with your kids, or you can go there to buy authentic, if not even exotic, ingredients. It's a fascinating place. Maybe you want to make a fun night of it with videos of the countries or songs and games. Just anything to heighten their cultural awareness. Teach your children to value diversity. God's creation is amazing. Number 11, and this goes back to teaching English. Why not volunteer to help someone else learn the English language? There are many ELL, English language learner programs around. The, around. the folks who are learning English may not look like you in any way. Let me tell you about two programs that will literally get you traveling. You can actually have a week's paid vacation in Europe for free. And EL, with ELL programs like Diverbo, that's D-I-V-E-R-B-O, or Angloville. And you know what? It's called volunteerism. Look them up. I participated last summer in Spain with Diverbo. It was wonderful. Or let's go for a different angle. This speaks to my heart too. Learn another language yourself. When you learn the language, you learn about geography, customs, and culture of those people groups as well. What a wonderful gift to speak another language. Even your fledgling attempts will take you far. Number 12, are you cleaning and decluttering? Well, donate items to a missions-related organization like Step by Step, which helps single moms, many if not most of whom represent minority groups in the Lexington area. Or how about Habitat for Humanity and their Restore outlets? I mean, it's fine to shoot stuff off to the Salvation Army or Goodwill, but you might consider branching out a bit. Number 13. I've tried to seek volunteer opportunities that support the underprivileged or underprivileged or downtrodden. Once, one of my sons needed more volunteer work for his college application. So we spent one day together helping to build a home for an African-American family. And the thought here is that you can take a tiny step in the right direction. We only work for one day with Habitat, but the personal impact lasts a lifetime. Number 14, Patronize businesses with owners who do not look like you. Support small biz in Kentucky, especially now. Be that kind individual with a smile on your face as you interact with someone whose English isn't the greatest. You know, 
Does it smell different in that store when you walk in? Mm, yeah, maybe. Do you see non-English product packaging? Yeah, you probably will. Might you feel a little out of place? Of course, but that's okay. Let's get out of our comfort zones. It will help us become more empathetic. Number 15, become a cultural ambassador of sorts in your neighborhood. Just get to know people who look different. Do you have black or Asian neighbors? Welcome them into your home. Love on them and be hospitable and affirming. Get to know them. Break down the walls of prejudices, biases, and stereotyping through an open door to your home and heart. Let's be that family that everyone knows who is willing to reach across racial boundaries to spread a helping hand. Number 16. On the political front, take a deep dive into the issues, the legislative points, and vote for candidates who support anti-racist views. Raise your voice loudly but peacefully. Join a cause that is lined up with your core values. Now, as to social justice, I read an interesting article from the Gospel Coalition called The FAQs, What Christians Should Know About Social Justice. And here's one quote, one line or two. Quote, whether we use the term or not, Christians are engaged in social justice when we advocate for issues such as abortion, racial reconciliation, religious liberty, and sex trafficking. We engage in social justice whenever we seek moral reform of our society in a way that ensures every person is treated with dignity and given their due. End quote. And I'll put the link to this article in the show notes as well as all the other organizations that I've mentioned. But in other words, about the quote, you and I have a voice. And more importantly, we have good news to share. I know it seems overwhelming. Sometimes the news alone is enough to make me want to jump back in bed and pull the covers up over my head. I mean, from racism to COVID, take your pick. But somehow God equips those he calls and he's called you and he's called me to be ambassadors for Christ. You and I are authorized diplomats or messengers of the highest rank set to represent the kingdom of heaven. This world is not our home and God has set eternity in our hearts. But let's not grow weary in doing good deeds while we're here on earth. Let's not give way to fear and anxiety. Let's choose to think. Let's trust God with every single step we take. The minute we smell that coffee brewing until we put our phones away at night to rest. Let's walk in love one step at a time. And I might add, as well as one thought at a time. And now let's pray. Father in heaven, help us in our quest to examine, educate, and engage with our culture regarding racism. Help us to fight stereotypes and prejudices as we examine and keep a close watch on our own beliefs. Help us to treat our neighbors with love and kindness, regardless of their education level, color of skin, ethnicity, economic, or social standing. Ignite our fascination of those folks of varying cultural habits and customs, beliefs, and practices. Help us to be torchbearers for you and for you alone as we speak the truth in love. Thank you for the blessing of obedience and the blessing to serve. May you and you alone be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
As always, my prayer is that the C2T podcast offers you encouragement, hope, and inspiration, things we all need now, perhaps more than ever before. Thank you for tuning in, and please partner with me in sharing this podcast link. It takes only two seconds to do, but it may be the message of hope someone else needs to hear. And until next week, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga.